broke our brains. So we're just watching movies now. Hello and welcome to Angry Little Goats. I'm Eliza Skinner. And I'm Will Weldon. And this is our podcast where this week we are talking about an episode of TV that I like quite a bit that I gave to Will to watch um this is week two of tv month here on angry little ghost oh okay all right now we've committed to a month great i'm I'm still i'm still pushing for month to month it's a different theme i am gonna win this outcry from our vast listening audience uh begging us to do month-long um commitments um so so the episode that i asked Will to watch or said was my favorite and he was like wow well then I gotta watch it um was yeah, True Blood season six episode eight mm-hmm. what'd you think Will I I have to start with why this episode because well no I, so no because we got there with the other one and you made me guess what why okay so I think sure. we should explain a little bit about so this this episode at this point in the run of uh True Blood I think a lot of people tapped out of true blood after maybe epi- maybe season three at, at most there was a big shift is season um, three the pixie seat where you find out she's a pixie no i have no. that right no that's a little bit later i believe i believe that's four or even five she's a pixie right i am correct did you not watch this episode yeah she's see yes. well okay hold on so okay if- oh yeah before we go yes. any further i gotta say if you this episode will be full of spoilers for all of true True blood Blood, if you want to watch true blood if any part of you wants to watch true blood i welcome and encourage that don't listen to the rest of this episode you can listen to my other podcast cool playlist it's still up you can look (laughs) for it there's an episode with will um listen to that instead because i i demanded an extra song on my playlist when i did it i can't ever not be difficult (laughs) This episode, that's what, no, um, this episode spoils everything about uh, True Blood just because it's, they they don't, they add characters to True Blood, but they don't lose too many of them. So the, the, the characters that are in season six have been through all kinds of shit um, at that point. So I, 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 bye. I, 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 right now. I'll say to. You know, I, I knew a lot more because I had watched almost up to the end of the second season of, of True Blood. So I knew a lot more about True. And I also have like every now and then, like there'd be a headline and it'd be like, what? Like Bill is like an elder god or something. I was like, I yeah, thought this yeah, was yeah. a mystery show. Um, I think... It was too popular for them to stop doing. So they so, were like, sure, why not? And they needed it. They really needed it because uh, it was like I said last week, it was a transaction. It was a um a transactionary that's not right it was a transitional era for hbo so like this show was they had uh they had sopranos going on they had sex in the city they were both that's the thing those both ended as true blood was really getting popular um uh but um i know i knew a lot more about true blood than you knew about doctor who and i will say I think this would have been less confusing for me if I had known nothing about True Blood because I would not have been so stunned and baffled by the direction the show apparently took at some point during the like four seasons I hadn't seen anything of. Yeah. Uh, Like they're in like, you know, when 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 all the girl vampires are in like a vampire let's be honest it's like a vampire rape jail is what it seems to be the vamp camp yeah yeah i mean it's not just the the female vampires it's all of them right Um, right they met up with the men right i thought it was two separate prisons but then at the end they all get put into a sunlight room i'm assuming yeah where there there's a a a panel on the roof that they can open and then murder them all with sunlight a la interview with the interview with the vampire Sure. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and many vampire tales. Um, they're so they're stuck in this uh, vampire jail. It's being run by um, the governor's wife assistant. I can't remember their exact situation, um, who used to be the televangelist wife of the televangelist who is now a vampire who is in the jail. Um, and they're all being given this um, secret uh, like tainted 
bottles of true blood that would true blood is the synthetic blood that keeps the vampires alive that's how they've been able to uh, reveal themselves and be part of society um but they've tainted this true blood with hep v hep v is like hep v is more is like vampire aids right I mean, why do you have to ask why I like, does it, does it not constantly reveal why I like this? Well, no, I know why you like, I know why you like this show. At no point was I ever like, (laughs) why does that sicko like this insane show? That was never. I went to see, uh, I I go to see horror movies with our friend uh, Jared Logan pretty regularly. And we were seeing that new Exorcist Oh, movie recently. Oh my God. And as it's starting, I can't remember what it was that was starting. He was like, Oh, scary. And I was like, Yeah. And he was like, God damn it. Does this stuff just not scare you at all? <laughs> and I was like, No, it's silly. It makes me laugh. You've seen the, these movies with me. He's like, That's sick. You're sick. <laughs> I was like, I, this is what I like about it is how crazy and banana pants over the top these things are. It's, yeah, I, it's, I, it's I, melodrama to me. I think there are a few categories of like horror of like what like they're the ones where you were. I'm just like, dude, it is fucking sick. Like I turn into like a 13 year old. and I'm like, they rip his brains out through his nose it and it shows it all. It's fucking <laughs> awesome. Or like the thing to me and it was really more of a thriller than a whole. But the thing to me is peak like uh, Spook, Roger spookiness. Well, no, peak like Roger Ebert called it um, a a barf bag movie. And I think yeah. he meant it. Der- I'm not. I, he was mixed on it. But yes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. A barf <laughs> bag movie. Um, But or it's like so uh, this, this it is- follows is like the rare movie where I was like, "Ooh, I was creeped out by it follows. Mm, this is barf bag. And it's also like all the stuff that I love about vampires um being our like our weird taboo uh repression sex stuff turned yeah. way up everything yeah. is so comically gory and comically sexy um we have a little touch of the uh of the werewolf storyline in this episode where we see um some of the other at this point Alcide the werewolf like we've we've met his whole um colony that's and- Joe that's Joe Montenegro Men- or yeah. whatever, yeah. <laughs> Mentalioni. Mangeliano. We both have the same problem with yeah. this man's name. That, that's I thought that's, it was just uh, me. Joe, the biggest Italian in the in the world. Yeah. Right? Hot Joe, hot yeah. Joe, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. So he he's with his pack, and they're challenging him because he's trying to, um, save these this shifter, um, who Sam, who's also a shifter has fallen in love with this way too young for him shifter played by jesse smollett or um um not jesse journey smollett wait oh i thought they were talking about sam what do you mean i thought no, they I, were talking I, about that yes she's... no i thought the pack was talking about sam because i knew sam was a shifter and what was one of my one of the i've never laughed so hard as i did the first time he turned into a dog on true blood right i, I my I I was watching it with like my first wife and it's like uh, as hard as I've laughed at a television show uh, for sure in the top 10. It was just so, so unexpected that this man was also a dog. Uh, I didn't even realize she was also a shifter. I just thought I think they hmm. maybe haven't re- maybe they haven't revealed it or maybe, I, I don't know. What, no, it makes okay, sense what is, you're saying. He, my... he just didn't shift in the episode. Like, OK, here's what stood out to you. So about this whole episode, and then I will tell you. So, so highlights. I'll I'll say, and I have uh, I have some notes here. I uh, I I will say the the main reason I asked why this episode. Yeah, like I was saying, I get why this show, you sick little pervert. <laughs> um, I get why the show, but this episode in particular feels like it's it's so much exposition. And not revealing, like, it's not like revelations. Like, it's not like, oh my God, they find out this. It's like, it feels like it's the middle of every conflict of the season where, like, it feels like the kind of episode most people would not revisit. Like, most Mm -hmm. people who are fans of the show would not revisit because they'd be like, we can just skip this one. It's like all talking. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
And that's why, because I my episode was almost the exact opposite. We're like, yeah, yours was a real standalone. Yes, it's very confusing without the information, but it is like the one story contained. Whereas this, yeah, this is connecting other like, yes. um, uh, more more tent posts. So so there's a few. Oh, also, uh, uh, another note I made. Um, this, uh, uh, um, the the whole werewolf thing, and this is how annoying I am as a person. Uh, wolves, wolves don't actually work like that. Wolves don't actually have pat like a single alpha. Uh, as like no, and when they do, it's the it's female. Yes, it's like the mother, and it's like it's basically just a big family. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's like, and so now when I see stuff where it's like I'm the alpha male, I'm like, damn it, there are no alpha males. It's all fake. Yeah, that would be a fun. That would be a fun story to see. Like a, a guy trying a, to be an alpha male. No, like, like a, a pack, like a, a a a werewolf pack that has yes. been running itself with that mentality, and finding this out, <laughs> being like, "Well, fuck, we've been doing this all wrong." And all then right, they have, I gotta like chill out a little bit. And then they have to question every, where they're like, "We assumed it was just instinctual. What other instincts yeah. have we been following?" I mean, I think it would be wrong? great commentary on the the uh, the, <laughs> the 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 podcast dude world that we live in. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. So we'll work on that later. Uh, take that out or style. Don't let anybody steal our idea. My idea. It's just mine. You can't help. Um, okay. <laughs> Will, you're fired off the podcast. Uh, yeah. Leave the Zoom. So <laughs> I'm just going to work um, out this idea. There's, uh, it's just, I love all of these just nods to insanity that happen. The moment where um, Sam mentions that he knows that his girlfriend is pregnant because he smells it on her and oh she doesn't God. know yet beautiful yes mm-hmm. and, uh, um, as soon as as soon as he said that and then anna paquin is like what and he goes yeah and she doesn't know yet i was like oh my god he smelled it on her because he's a dog <laughs> oh my god um see that's uh what joy another uh, line the big um, flaw i think the thing that's that that holds this episode down and and the whole season at this point is that they didn't put anna paquin they didn't put Suki and bill in a in a box and sink it at, they do oh. not need to be in the show at this point. They are boring and disinterested, possibly because they were married, and so like there's no real tension between them at all anymore. I think they but, suffer. Like, their characters from... are just boring. Well, I think they suffer from the thing because they're the center of the show. They can't go crazy, whereas the rest of the show goes so insane around them that like whether they just like. B- uh, like Beale, like she just kind of does her Southern thing, and he just is always at this sort of level. Yeah, and it's, it's like a lot of her like walking around trying to decide if she wants to be a vampire with Warlow, who she's now in love with after he's been hunting her for the entire series. Okay, up so till I, now. <laughs> I have two. I have two lines uh, okay. here when because you mentioned the like I smelled it on her. Yeah, when um, uh, Joe Manganiello is. Is that right? Did I get it right? Yeah, you um, got it right. I think. Oh my it. god! I, I guess. Congrats. And then I was like, "Wait, that sounds correct." Coming off my tongue, uh, when he goes, when she's like, "Fuck you too," and he goes, "I am your pack master," and then she follows it up with, "Not anymore. I challenge you." Like, <laughs> and that line. But my favorite line. So you talking about and the whole thing of like Anna Paquin and and uh, Bill. Stephen Withers, no something. I can't remember his real name, but those two characters. That's Preston. Not, those, yes, those two just staying like the same as at the start and the same level of boring. Contrast that with Alexander Skarsgård, who at the start of the show I remember he's very like cool and like da- like sexy, dangerous was this thing. Yes. In this episode, he's like googly eyed, and he's like, oh, like, and then at one point when Bill is using his telekinesis and. Eric Eric says to him as he's being thrown around by a vampire demigod, I guess. He says to him the immortal line, you're taking me for a ride with your mind, Bill. (laughs) So here is what I think is the true genius of True Blood. (laughs) He's like so, he's not even casual about it. He's like excited. He's like, ooh. When True Blood is working and doing what it's, what it does, what it's doing is giving really good actors the most crazy batshit stuff to say. 
Mm -hmm. just like completely whether it's the dialogue or the plot twist or whatever it's just they're like how bananas can we make this and then make these juilliard trained actors make it look real and i think that's also one of the problems with anna paquin and bill vampire that they're not zigging and zagging with the acting skills in the same way that as you said and Alexander Skarsgård is. Yes. So I, I think he's great. Um, I also would add is that there's the aspect you're talking about where like, and somebody recently tweeted about how Alexander Skarsgård was kind of like cursed being born so handsome because he clearly just wants to play like fucked up sick freaks uh, in everything. Like all his roles, it's like, you know, he either he wants, wants to, to, he, he wants like male pattern baldness shaved into his head, or he wants to do like a Cronenberg son movie or, uh, or he's like really good a, friends a, with, um, Jack McBrayer. No. Yeah. Yeah. My friend is very good friends with Jack McBrayer. And one of Jack's party tricks would be bringing, bringing <laughs> Alexander's card <laughs> places, just being like, Hey y'all look who it is. And you'd be like, I'm the vampire. And they're all like, ah. because you just Uh, don't expect to see them hanging out i that's like a similar it's like kind of a similar vibe with like robert pattinson who like is clearly one of the weirdest men in the world uh and just wants to be uh a huge weirdo um but i would say did you see infinity pool um infinity that was the cronin brendan cronenberg's Mm -hmm. last movie i watched some of it it didn't really grab me right away Mm -hmm. i'm a lot more mixed on Brandon. Like I, I I am very impressed with his visuals. I think it lacks the depth of Cronenberg, even of I mean, Dave it's tough Cronenberg to have grown up in that house. Like what is the normal that you're jumping off of? Yes. Um, imagine being Brandon Cronenberg and watching the brood and being like, Oh, my dad hated my mother while they were getting divorced. <laughs> or just like my dad thinks that woman parts and what women can do with them is deeply unsettling and disgusting. Yeah. Uh, I told my friend, uh, I told my friend, I was like, you should watch uh, The Brood. It's it's great. It, it you know, could be interpreted as like one of the most misogynist movies I've ever seen. And she was like, why would I want to watch it then? And I was like, oh, because it rocks in spite of and also See, because of that. I, I was in a green room once at a show about like, it was it was a show about women's like reproductive not even reproductive rights but like reproductive information like women should know their bodies more <laughs> um and somehow the brood came up and i was like oh i i love it and there were and everybody in the green room was like that's about how horrifying women's bodies are and i was like yeah but it's so honestly put from a male point of view like it's this dude being like i find this yicky and scary i'm not right but that's how I feel. And I'm like, cool. Le- thank you for letting us know where you're at. I've and- also I've also read that while he was making it, he had to go and get Brendan from like a like very young Brandon Cronenberg and like take him away from like the cult that his mother had brought him to. Oh. So <laughs> I think I think she was not also not the world's greatest mother which also uh uh probably made him even more insane than just how some men go while they're getting divorced but like watching i'm like this is this is one of the best uh, this is one of the five best pieces of divorced guy art ever made the brood like and what you were saying so many men now are so and i think we've had this conversation but a lot of male uh filmmakers are focused on being like making now they're like well men are can be so terrifying for women so they make these horror movies about women from kind of the women's perspective and how they're afraid of the man i'm like but like we don't really know that i would rather see like yeah that kind of honesty of a guy being like i'm gonna make a movie about a guy who is fucked up in the way i think terrifies women and just be like honest and just be honest about it and i think that the problem with you know wanting to see those that side like wow women are scared of men and that that doesn't get solved by men making that movie it gets solved by more women being given opportunities to yes. make these films and support in making them and help to make them um so that you can have i i, I don't think that we shouldn't be seeing movies from male points of view it just needs to not be the only point of view because then we get to the point where we were at and still are to a degree where it's like that's just how humans think like no no that's how these guys think and And they're not all humans and i'll say this a thing 
that I appreciate about True Blood is that it feels like the rare piece of media where I'm like, there is no <laughs> watching it. And I'm like, this show really has like no, almost no, like pers it feels like the kind of show where I'm like, if they can get past the like titillation factor of both the violence and the sex, I think anybody could watch this show with any set of beliefs, because even if you hate gay people or and or women, you can watch the show and be like, see how disgusting they are. Ooh, they're so nasty. Well, you've got like nipple clamps so, on or whatever. So it's got a like, place for every kind of bigot is what you're saying. Any kind of bigot, say, accepting person, weirdo. Uh, I mean, yeah. It, well, they try to address they, the, the crazy thing. I just have to stop saying that. But the one of the really, I don't know, extreme weird things about the show is they will address these big subjects, both with a metaphor of it's really about vampires yeah. or just straight up the thing. Yeah. Like one of the other moments in this that I when watching and I was like, oh, man. Will watching this out of context, he's got to be like, excuse me, when Jason is with his new, uh, Jason Stackhouse is mm -hmm. in the jail with his new hot mommy uh, vampire lady who is like, yeah, they're like oh, getting yeah. ready to somehow get it on. I don't know if it's feeding or sex, whatever, but it's like a sexy moment. They tend he's to do like, both at the same yeah. time, don't they? And yeah. he's like, can I ask you one thing? I, I, one thing I want to ask you, don't rape me. <laughs> I'm like, oh boy, out of left field. That's <laughs> real wild. I have just one thing to ask. But they had a whole storyline um the season before or maybe before that where he is just kidnapped by these hillbilly wear panthers who keep raping him. And so I'm so they go for the like male victim of sexual assault real on the nose. Very I, much. Yeah. And but also but there's also the added thing of like, because I think they can. Uh, can vampires like glamour on True Blood? Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Oh, they so do all it, the time. then it's kind of the metaphorical thing of like, you know, not actual brainwashing, but like people who can emotionally manipulate people. And so then there's the vampire metaphor. But then. It's funny to find out there also is just like, no, no, but he also is kidnapped no, he, by were panthers and raped like in the tied hills up for a while. To, uh, yeah, horribly traumatized. That that character got crazily traumatized. Uh, um it also, but it I remember when it first started and it was like, well, the vampirism is kind of like a, you know, it's like a metaphor for being gay. And I remember and being, they have this flaming gay character who was supposed to die very early on. They were like, um, we all love Lafayette more than any of the other characters. Um, yeah. Another Juilliard trained actor that they were like, we have a list of ridiculous things we'd like you to say <laughs> with your very fancy theater degree. Thank you for making us sound unlike any other TV show. Uh, so there was, um, yeah, there were, there. so, okay. So the, the thing that actually really genuinely stuck out to me, I know people have always, I had a bit of a, fondness for Bill and Sookie. I often am drawn to boring characters. Hmm. My favorite X-Man is Cyclops. Um, <laughs> so it might have been- it wasn't Gambit. One thing I, too easy. Um, uh, one thing I will say about Cyclops is uh, I appreciate that he goes full terrorist uh, fairly recently. And um, he also, uh, he, I mean, not- I mean, what X-Man didn't at some point or another- yeah, they've all been one of the horsemen of the apocalypse and shit. Uh, oh, but Sometimes also literally, hey, his, you remember uh, the age of the? Never mind. No, that's what I'm saying. They yeah, okay, literally yeah, yeah. all were one of those yeah. guys. Uh, uh, also, I mean, Joss Whedon also clearly loves Cyclops because of the way he wrote him really strongly in his run. But I don't know if that's a glowing endorsement of my opinion or not. Uh, I have always found Sam to be the worst and most boring character on the show. Yeah, we had a real Sam moment in this episode. Yes, the and when they, they were like looking at each other, when he and Suki are like, have that moment, first when they're just looking at each other and I'm like, wait, have these two? I was like, I'm not sure, is this? I was like, cause there was, I was like, I don't really remember the relationship but I don't ever remember them having like chemistry. And I was like, so maybe this is just like a weird choice. And then when she's like, I kind of thought we would maybe always wind up together. I was like, whoa, is this? They seem like they have no chemistry together. 
And was that just like an out of nowhere thing? Oh, or is this, I think that if they were doing this, um, once there were more women in entertainment, they would have taken the breaks off that scene a little bit more because that was absolutely her fucking with him. And his reaction was like, uh, I think a, uh, just a quarter of what it could have been because he had been in love with her and trying for yeah. so long and for her to finally be like i kind of thought we were gonna end up together is like when i finally have somebody that's when you say fuck you what the fuck is this head game not only does he have somebody but she is like planning on going and becoming a forever bride to someone when she says that there's no part of her that's like, Hey, I actually do want to give this a shot. And they had kind of like, she had hung, she's just always kind of used him for her like safe last ditch. You know, if not, in, in case of emergency, break this glass and Sam will be your boyfriend. Yeah. And okay. So this also, this watching this episode, having kind of bowed out when I did, because I liked the first season quite a bit. I remember being like, this is funny. It's like a, not a bad idea for a show where it's like, well, there are vampires in the world. Like, I like a show whose central that is not almost exclusively about its world building. Like, I I like like a premise where it's like. Yeah, it's a show where there are it's a world where there are vampires. Everybody knows it. They're out in the world. But the first season is this first season is about this murder mystery. Mm -hmm. uh, like who is killing these people? And I'm second like, season I, is about a cult mystery. Yes. Who is driving it, everyone in town crazy? And it feels like by this point. The show is now about like the vampires and the monsters like it. It. It's a thing where sometimes the longer something goes on, weirdly, it feels like the world becomes more and more insular just because everything becomes about everything. Everything you've seen and everything that's going on is becomes what the show is about. So there's well, no I mean, Terry has also just been killed by one of his um, army buddies. Was Terry the Iraq war vet? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So he had guy. gotten back in touch with his um, military friends and he paid them to kill him right it's a little more complicated than that okay um, yeah sure but this is not the the uh but we definitely are getting the, into this uh, is not the blood cast or the true pod or we're definitely getting into the like veterans trauma thing like at this point not only is it all about the monsters but it's about trauma so much it's about oh, like Jesus. this yeah like all of these things are not just fun they're you know, they, they, they're scarring all these people and changing them. I think that's also like Sookie's getting like hard and tough and meaner. And I'm like, eh, I don't care. I don't yeah. Know. And it's if weird. If it was a different character, maybe I'd care. But Anna, okay. Anna Paquin is an actor I, I do like. But yeah, like watching her in this show, I was like, Jesus, it really is. From I'm like, it's funny talking about her getting like how she's like hardened and become colder because at the same time, I'm like, well, this is reflected in the dialogue, but not really in the performance because she seems exactly the same. Yeah. Bill, in every single scene of the show, seemed to give the exact same performance uh, of just that kind of like low key growl all the time. It just it um it's whatever is going on in this episode was just like so complicated because yeah, it wasn't yes. the, the woman Jason said he was having an affair with that was Anna camp. Right. Um, Cause I thought you, it was Jason at one point he was like, yeah, oh, he did at one, oh yeah. When he's like, he's like oh, I, I'm I, sleeping I with, with the, the governor's yes. girlfriend or whatever. Yes. Yes. It, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's so complicated. And here's the other thing, uh, a thing I respect about the show. I, uh, you know, I play the episode also as a sidebar. It really, really, it does genuinely bother me that when you go to the, that HBO, HBO shows now share an app with like, <laughs> um, with yeah. like, uh, my, 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 my fat, my dumb, ghost asshole cousin. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, because if those if those shows were HBO shows, the HBO version of so many of those titles, I would be very excited to see. And what really but like that stuff, I just I'm like, oh, this is so degrading for like these shows that I genuinely like love and think are like 
the kind of shit where I'm like, it's all it's I like think if there was an HBO show called like House of Death. Yes, I want to watch that. Dude, but a Discovery show called House of Death. Awful. No, absolutely yeah. not. There was you know what each of those shows is. Um, uh, I was scrolling through stuff and and Jess was like, hold on, what's that? And it's about this like uh, it's about these deaths. Um, I can't remember, but it's about these deaths and like they clearly died from an avalanche. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this expedition, but it was kind of a mystery for a while just because the injuries. Oh, the, yeah, about how they this, did. That's a that's a pretty yeah well-known but one. This documentary, I mean, it's not a documentary. It's one of those discovery shows where it's all people being like, no, it obviously was a yeti, and it's like. You know, you you see that, and then the flip side is, like, all that shit is either so stupid or it's just, like, exploitative garbage. And then the flip side is HBO, uh, I'm not sure if it's done yet, but it's about uh, uh, a murder in Boston uh, where a guy- Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the beginning of that. It's and you watch that and you're like, oh yeah, this is not true crime. This is a documentary. And yeah, and it's about like the whole crime. city and like yes. uh, they they put it in context of what's happening in the city, in the world, at, like politically, culturally, all of this shit. Yeah, cool. I I forgot yeah. I want to keep watching that. <laughs> it's it's good. I mean, it's you know, it's obviously depressing, but like watching it, it's like, oh yeah, this is what this is what a a, a thing like HBO does when it makes mm-hmm. something like this. It has like real cultural value instead of like sick titillation. Um, and, uh, a true, true blood is the, oh, so it starts with, right. I, I detoured myself. So it does the HBO static and then it just immediately jumps into somebody, somebody says, someone saying to Suki, where's Warlow? And I'm like, I'm not even getting a recap of last episode. You're just immediately having Eric Eric emerges from the shadows of the woods and goes like, but you didn't bring me Warlow. And I'm I'm not, I think think that might've been a change now that people are binging. Like no one is watching that week to week anymore as it is. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think when it was on TV or even originally in streaming, they, they still had those recaps, but at this point, the only way you're watching it is binging it. Um, I, for me, I was like, wow, huge respect that this show is like season. You're in there, you're out. You're in there, you're out. (laughs) Yeah. Who's starting now? Who is, who is being like, I think I'll start True Blood with season six, episode eight. Now you asked me why I chose this one. You still have not ventured a guess. Okay, so and I my, had to venture a guess on guess on yours. So, so my, I guess, I. Uh, I'll tell you after you venture yeah, a guess. I, I just, I can't. I'm not as able to go as as deep uh, <laughs> on you. Uh, it's not as deep a reason. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I. I guess I would say, my guess would be that if you're a fan of the show, maybe there are some nice character moments for a lot of the characters. And you're like, you know, it's like a, you get a broad, you get a, as opposed to like some episodes are, this is a great Bill episode. Well, this is a great Eric episode. This is a great Jason episode. It's like, this episode has a lot of nice moments for everybody. It's got, um, it has, you're taking me for a ride with your mind, Bill. It has, I am your pack master. Not anymore. I challenge you. Mm-hmm. I will say that werewolf fight, uh, if you're having a fight for who's going to be the leader of the werewolf pack, you got to go more wolf than that. Yeah. You know, it's fine for them to just fist fight in a fist fight, but if it's specifically about to wolf win pack master. Yeah. Yeah. To have her just go a little wolf at the very end. It's like, no, no, I want them fighting on all fours. Yeah. No, if I was going to show time. you a, a wolf pack fight episode, it would have been one of the, one of the big bar brawls. Okay. This, so that the actual great. answer is a lot closer to your answer for why you liked that episode. Um, and it was that the 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 construction of that um, final montage. Okay. This episode has what I think is two minutes of the finest television <laughs> ever made. And that is the scene with Anna Camp and the representative from the True Blood Company. Okay, yes, right. I forgot. I didn't make a note. I was like, for a second, I was the, like, which montage is she it talking is, okay. Yes. The best thing that I have ever, I watched that. So I rewatched that. I watched it all when it was happening and you know, there was years between seasons, but then I rewatched the whole season. Um, I think last year. And I, I was like, Oh, maybe I'll rewatch that. And I ended up rewatching the whole series in 
I think it took me two weeks. And when I ended, I felt like I had arrived back from space. <laughs> like I felt like I should be in a hospital bed because I was the first person who had time traveled through seven years in two weeks. I was, it was because it has so many different little reflections of the, the era that it was made in. And it spans so long. As I said, there's like years in between episodes, between uh, seasons. But this, when I saw that whole um, section where, so Anna Camp is trying to, they basically they put a vampire prison in and around a True Blood distribution factory. Like, so a, bottle, like, they're, like a bottling plant. Yeah, like they're not supposed to be in the same place. And so the True Blood, the woman who's like, there to check on the uh the 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 manufacturing from the the head of the company shows up and is like hey where's the where's the uh governor i want to see this whole facility and then she's like making her way into the back and it just becomes a brawl between anna camp in this all white pantsuit and this woman in a short blue dress and crazy high stiletto heels with like like uh, uh studs all over them and everything and they're running through this hallway. First, they're running past all these vampire experiments. One of the first ones is just super high-speed gay sex yeah. between and two just... male vampires with a scientist behind them, like, <laughs> taking yes. notes. Yes, just in the lab, like, oh, uh, yeah, he does enjoy getting fucking plowed in the ass. Yeah. Which is uh, like, oh, they're, they're putting everything into this. So you also they, missed he, at the very start when oh, sorry. when at the very start of the thing when anna camp they first start fighting another just like someone you've never seen before and won't see again opens the door walks in sees them fighting and turns around and just walks out again like yeah. and i saw that and i was like that's kind of funny and i assumed that would be the end of that bit no I didn't know they it would as you said they would then spill out into the facility this this brawl is so ornate and long they're like going through the hallways um they finally um they end up in the jail section and eventually the uh the true blood woman's heel gets stuck in a grate which also very of the time this they're was above, when i was the the grate is like above there's yeah. like the, they're in like the 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 like essentially like the supervision area above where yes the yeah they're exactly they're they're kind of on a catwalk above all the vampires who have been starved for blood mm -hmm. um and the stiletto getting stuck in a grating i worked in hotels in new york and <laughs> i cannot it, hotels that were basically just nightclubs that you could also stay at like it was they were that kind of like chic hotels and stilettos getting stuck in grates was such a problem and such a constant <laughs> thing in the aughts. It was all the time. Um, it was a it was a major thing. So this happening, I was like, oh, oh, so of its moment. And so she falls down, and then Anna Camp starts bashing her face into the grating. So her face is bleeding. It's dripping onto the vampires onto the floor, and then the vampires descend upon the drips. Like rabid dogs licking it off the floor while Anna Campus is up there still smashing the face under the grate. And then one of them jumps up and starts eating the woman's face through the grate while Anna Camp gets her shoe off, her stiletto shoe, and smashes her in the head saying, die, die, die. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> after it ends, she says, as the vampire is still continuing to eat this, we assume dead woman's face now, says, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, this is a symphony, this whole sequence. It's beautiful. <laughs> I tweeted about it at the time. Jenny Yang, who uh, is a co comic and knows the actress, the non-Anna Camp actress, tagged her in my tweet. And she was like, hey, thanks for liking my work. And I was like, it was amazing. Wow, <laughs> you must be so proud of yourself. This is, what a moment. Um, I, that... That whole sequence is like everything I love about True Blood and especially that era of True Blood where they're like, well, if we're going to have a fight, let's go all the way with it. I was so and it's way at the end of the show. It got me so amped up when I rewatched it to be able to talk to you about it. Mm -hmm. I just kept watching and went into the next episode. And I got to <laughs> tell you, it immediately made me be like, you know, I love that 
sequence, but maybe I should have said this next episode because the next episode starts. You may remember that this episode ends with Eric showing up at this jail. The next episode begins with him with like you see body parts all around the jail. He has clearly killed all of the guards. He's inside. He walks straight up to one of the scientists, rips his dick off through his pants. Come on. Throws him so serious, throws it at a wall. The guy falls in, in a growing pile of his own blood. And so does the dick. You can see the dick tip. It's not like a, a, a mound of just flat. Like it's a dick tip mm-hmm. with like bloody, like, you know, ground beef around it. Um, And Eric walks out and I'm like, uh, again, who, who does this on their TV show? Why don't they all? I mean, obviously you don't want to scare kids. But there are there should be some things that are just made for adults. And this is the kind of thing that I I I mean, how why do I love it? I love it. It's they swing for the stars, not even the fences. They're like, what's the biggest, wildest choice we can make at every moment and then justify it? They're not just Ken Jonging it, where they're like, what's the weirdest thing we can do for no good reason? Yeah, okay. That he has said that that is his acting technique, where he's like, I like just doing the weirdest thing at any moment, and that's how I made my career. And I'm like, well, it shows, and I don't appreciate <laughs> it. I like things to be now. If you can do that and justify it to me, then that's that's a crystalline castle. That's I mean, that's May December, with like we're gonna tell the most crass story in American popular culture, but we're gonna make it look so grounded and justified. So I, I love it. It's a magic trick to me. I'll say I just checked. So Alan Ball left at the end of the fifth season and uh, Alan Ball sort of like, you know, a notorious freak sounds derogatory, <laughs> but like in the good way, like anything you watch, anything he's been involved with. And you're like, well, this is crazy. He's <laughs> like even stuff like six feet under, which is kind of this sort of like somber, sad drama. But it also is insane. Some of the things that happen. Oh, like yeah. It's nuts. Super horny. Yeah. And he's a guy, you know what it is? He's a guy who no matter what, he likes to have a little fun with everything he's doing. Um, Have you ever seen Banshee? Mm -mm. So Banshee, I think he like EP'd. uh, Banshee was on Cinemax. And yeah, he was an EP on Banshee. And Banshee is about uh, uh, like a, a organized crime in Amish country. And it's insane uh characters are constantly being killed there's so much sex on it there's so much it's it's and it stars the guy who plays homelander um and it's uh one of the most batshit insane shows ever and i really love it a lot it's have you seen the, have you seen the strain yeah the strain i don't i couldn't get on board with it i'm too annoyed too many of the characters were too annoying for me uh on the strain it's, and I, I just struggled with that. The Strain, notably, is, was is the one television show that my cat watches. Um, <laughs> has never paid attention to the television before or since. But I can still, he's he's barely alive at this point. I can still <laughs> put on The Strain and he'll be like, ooh, which episode? I don't know what it is about it. But also, the episode, I was like. I know, I'm positive is, I know what you're going to. This is so crazy. I've probably said it to you a million times. This is so crazy. Like every episode, it's like more and more mm-hmm. wild. And I'm like, okay, that's enough to keep me on board. It's enough to keep me on board. And then okay, the episode. So hold on a second. Hold on a second. Can you can you take your headphones out? And I'm going to say something just to the listeners. And I'll, I'll signal for you to. Uh, I'm just going to make a prediction. Uh, both. Both heads. No, I'm no, no, no I'm not going to say I'm going to make a prediction. Of I know what, what you're, you're going to do. Yeah, you're probably right. But come on. Come on. I just no I want pranking to, each other. No, it's not a prank. I think I can guess because there is like the it's one. When the metal guy's dick moment. falls off while he's yes. peeing. Yes. Yeah, obviously it is. Yeah. yeah. Obviously it is. And he's. But it doesn't just. He's so, so nonplussed. Does he's, not yes. care at all. <laughs> he's completely all. nonchalant about Flushes it. Flushes it. Flushes <laughs> it on falling off dick. I'm like just for free on my tv that's just like on regular what yeah it's it's uh, there were lots of moments i liked but i really and especially the guy who plays Corey stole's son i just like i couldn't do it he yeah, just like i mean the fundamental problem with it is also like they're trying to balance that va- vampirism is a disease it's it's a parasitic disease from these little worms but also nazis 
Yeah, just too many different uh, twists on the established vampire myth that we know. Like the way you use these established myths is you take the cultural knowledge that we you can assume. Okay, people know this much. Now I can grab a little part of it and twist it around and do something different with it. If you're just twisting all of it in every direction, it's like, well, you're just you're making up your own thing. Do cat people? Yeah. Also, I. Uh... I also hate that um, they get rid of Corey Stoll's wig uh, halfway through the show. Um, is that the, the rock kind of thing? Guy? Where oh, sorry, is that the rock and roll guy? No, that's the main guy. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, it, that was it's, weird. It's the kind of thing where it, you know people like creators will see everybody clowning on something on a show and be like, "Well, we got to get rid of it." Then everybody's making fun of it, and it's like, "No, I'm sorry, you think." We don't enjoy talking about Corey Stoll's unbelievably bad wig. Was he already famous as a bald guy at that yes. point? Everybody. Because okay, I know yeah. he's, he's well known at this point as a bald guy. He has never worn a wig in like anything else I've ever seen him in. So when he shows up in that in a John Travolta uh, level wig, I I remember being like, why? Uh, a man can be bald. It's It's not a huge deal if this guy is bald. I don't think his hair is like a key plot point or anything. Yeah, uh, but have some fun. Have some fun, people. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying have some have some grown up fun. Yeah, with your uh, TV shows. Yeah, the the strain I I did not have fun with, but True Blood I you maybe know. have to watch it with my cat. <laughs> yeah, your days just, are numbered. You better hurry up. He's just like sitting there, like nudging you, like <laughs> uh, pointing at the screen. Whoa. Hey, watch this part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, where am I? Oh, so yeah, I'm probably going to watch the rest of True Blood from this point until the end and then go back and restart again from the beginning. All right. I, I mentioned the, the Alan Ball thing. Right, right. Um, So in your opinion, uh, is it is it a situation where the show was starting to sag by the end of the fifth season and him leaving and some new people taking over helped revitalize it? Do you think it was just an upward tra trajectory the I whole time? I think they turned down caring about it and it, it, it released them. <laughs> like, I think he probably cared about it more than a lot of the people mm -hmm. in charge of it. And they were like, okay, so we don't really care. So, so what do you want to do? And somebody would say something be like, I don't know, big vampire jail where there's like, like a portal at the top and maybe they can get burned by the sun. <laughs> And they're like, okay, great. Yeah, we'll figure out how to do that. What else? What else are we going to do? And just Instead of being like, well, I don't know. Would that be true to these characters? Is that justified? Do we need? No. Qual quality control. It's like it's like a dare to yourself as a, as a creator. Like, what can't I make work? I'm going to try to make everything work. Uh, Love it. You know, that's how they wrote uh, Breaking Bad. They would. Uh, right, they would uh, intentionally uh, write themselves into a corner and then try to find their way out. And Vince Gilligan has specifically said he's like the one thing I do regret starting the last season with the uh, uh, the huge gun in the trunk of his car because that was the it hardest did feel time a we had. Difficult to walk into. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Oh, shit. So scale um, of one to one to five. How many stars do you give this episode? Oh. 2.9 i think whoa just because there was so much talking okay um, there Does was so much talking that i did not i had no i had Fair. no frame of reference for the rest of the episode does not hold up to the sequence that i love oh no it's that i mean it's that it does not stand up to it rather. and it is like um yeah the sam stuff is the most boring i also the stuff with jason as well i was kind of like uh like I just was like, what? I don't. I, oh man! But I, the anything go back with, and check out the Wear Panthers. It'll any, really bother anything you. with anything with Eric. Uh, anything with Eric and who was the like sniveling cow vampire oh. in the jail? Oh, that so that's the watch. He was the televangelist okay. earlier. That's Anna Camp's ex husband, who we meet them when they're running this televangelist thing, and they bring Jason in to try to convert him, but then it turns out they're secretly both trying to fuck him. Again, a very fun, very true blood storyline. So that's it. It's beyond 
and even the pack stuff, you know, if the fight with the wolf pack had been better, um, yeah. uh, I think they didn't care enough. I yeah, think they, I think they weren't excited about the wolf pack, and it was like they were, they were like the there's there was no tension to their kind of sexiness. There was no fun twist on it. They just it was just sort of Sons of Anarchy, yeah, redneck it, um, uh, motorcycle people. Uh, yeah, it feels like um, uh, Joe Mangian, Mangian, Manginello. Manginello. It feels like he was too popular a guy on the show. Like the if it, there's some stuff like watching that, I'm like, this is though a show. It's like that's the kind this of stuff. This is the like, show that they, broke him. This oh, is yeah. what brought like, him to the mainstream. His character feels like the kind of thing where it's like they should have just written all that stuff off at this point. Like that's the kind of stuff that feels like it has like a one or two maybe three season arc in it but at a certain point it's kind of like eh, oh not- yeah he's, he's too too popular to completely let go of yes. he came back he, he would like come and go he was not a full-time okay. all the time kind of character and uh it's so th- the thing about how everything becomes about vampires i think even more than that my big thing is a show like that once it cuts to it being like, well, all vampire kind is going to be destroyed unless I do some like ritual or something. It's like, yeah. what is this a fucking Marvel movie? Like, are you guys going to have to beat a big blue beam? Yeah. Oh, into also, do you, oh, also another fun fact that you, you you missed by the time you did and didn't watch the show. That teenager um, who sneaks off and is like making out with those with the teenage girls making out with two boys. Yes. You know who she is? No. She is oh god, what's the guy's name who um uh the the like sheriff kind of dude? He's not quite a sheriff, whatever. He's he's the oh, doof. I'm oh, blanking on his name right now. He's like he's like balding. He also was on yeah, the Yeah, so he's a Belfloor. He's because he's Terry Belfloor's cousin. Um he in earlier on in the show, um when they were in Fairyland, Pixie mm-hmm. Land, whatever. Everybody's getting, they're just like drunk all the time. They're all fucked up in there. It's like nightclub every night. Um, And he ends up knocking up a fairy. Mm -hmm. And then she instantly gives birth to a litter of children (laughs) who grow up within weeks. So that girl was like two weeks old, which I think he mentions at, oh, and the rest of her siblings all got eaten by vampires, mostly by Jessica. <laughs> Maybe all by Jessica. Um, so who's Jessica? Is that Deborah? Whatever. That's the redheaded is, one. Who was also on Daredevil? I don't know. I don't watch Daredevil. Okay. I, I think yeah, she gets turned in like the first season. They like force. Yeah, her she she's her. the yeah yeah yeah. And she's yeah, like she's the, like the his team. daughter, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean. I like a show also that that uh, makes a valiant effort to not just drop the thread, like e- either drop the threads and we're never going to revisit it or mm-hmm. we're going to go places with that thread. That's we're going to do things. If the wolf fight had been better, I also now sort of like talking about the show and thinking about it in, in hindsight, I think it. Yeah, I think it's it's the kind of thing a show like this it goes too crazy with kind of raising the stakes of the world. Like, like it, it's this kind of thing where, especially as it's coming towards the end, it's like, well, we need some sort of huge conclusion. And it's like, the show can just, the show can just conclude with like a bunch of characters dying and like dramatic speeches. It doesn't have to be this thing where like Bill is a God, right? I'm correct. He is like, Killed. Something like that. Yeah, he's, he's still like, the original vampire. At yeah, he's like drunk the blood of the oldest vampire. Yeah. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. Like, I, if the show doesn't kind of start with those threads embedded in it, once that kind of starts coming up, I get lost. So I, I do think it was because, like, I didn't. I, I, there are a few things you've mentioned where I kind of missed a little bit because I. I was like, you know, Bill and Sookie would show up and I would like actively zone out because it'd be like, oh, is it fucking Warlow chained to the tree? Yeah, that stuff is the least fun part. And and it leaves things that, 
you, they have to pay off. Like they're like, well, we have to address this prophecy that we blow rather than be like, are we going to drop this string? Or are we going to go someplace good with it? I, like, well, we have to hold this one. We have to do this. And that. Um, I, uh, I hate to bring up this discourse yet again in the year of our Lord, 2024. But I think one of the best acts, one of the most courageous and honest acts of storytelling is in The Last Jedi when Ryan Johnson essentially steps onto into frame, looks in the camera and goes like, we all we all think this guy Snoke is fucking this is like some boring shit, right? We all. All right. Bye bye. And they, like this character who created no intrigue whatsoever in The Force Awakens and in the second one, Ryan Johnson just being like, I'm just going to kill this fucking guy. It's not <laughs> about him. No, like how many we don't need some like big bad hovering around with like no charisma or anything interesting. I'm just going to make this about like the human drama. And it's I have a lot of respect or, or another good example. Friday Night Lights season two. When the what? Show, have you have you seen it? You've seen it's it. the worst season. Yeah. Yes. When they just go about like the guy who um, the podcast. No, the guy they murdered in self, oh, yeah. self-defense <laughs> when they're just like when they just realize how much everybody hates it and the sheriff or whatever is just like, it clearly was self-defense. Don't worry about it. And they never mention it again. It's like, wow, that's a showrunner being like, I've made a lot of mistakes here. <laughs> I'm going to make him the coach of the team again. Nobody cares about the murder. Forget all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just have a lot of respect for somebody just like openly admitting that like, nobody liked this. I shouldn't have done it. We're just going to get rid of it. Yeah, I will say, I think that... Um... True Blood gets some shit for this the reason the same reason that I like it in that it, like it looks like it's taking itself seriously and is a serious grown up show, mm-hmm. um, and it's nonsense, and that's what I love. I'm like, yeah, that's the joke, that's the fun of it, um, and I think that partly is a way is the way to go with some of that big lore stuff. Yeah, just like yeah, it is stupid. That's really, it's stupid and nonsense and it doesn't, it, it's, it it's not as interesting, but it's, they know that. And I think it was, uh, some of that probably stemmed from the fact that it was on HBO. So people expected this sort of like, well, there's still, I mean, this I mean, like true blood, true detective couldn't be farther from the true. Well, I'll be, I'll, I'll genuinely. Did though, you hear I'll me? Be, couldn't be farther from the, tr- put it in an air horn, Aristotle. I think, I think true blood is more honest then True Detective, like emotionally on a human level. Yeah. Because I go back and watch that first season of True Detective. You can relate Detective. to it. The first season of True Detective, I'm like, wow. I I really do think we were a little bit tricked by the performances and the incredible direction by the sex pest. Because like, what's at the core of that show is like so kind of hollow. Yeah, I was thinking about going back and watching it just because I was like, wait a minute, why did we even like that? I remember all the like, times a flat circle. Um, uh, from Matthew McConaughey and then the the way that the mystery turned out and I'm like what did this have to do with anything like this is I think this was just pastiche for some yeah. reason people were really into the pastiche of this show and, at the time and, and as well the editing like we're talking mm-hmm. about because people were really enamored with the structuring of the flashbacks yeah. to the present day and you can tell that was a big part of it because once the interrogations end and it all takes place in current day you're kind of like mm, whatever. It's also, um, and I'm not accusing the, the I can't remember his name, the guy who like runs the show. I'm not accusing him of being a being sex pest. No, no, no. <laughs> um, the director is, you know, an accused sex sex pest. Uh, no, the creator. I don't know that it was intentional, but it is like, uh, um, I think a bit of a seminal piece of like PizzaGate and like QAnon media because oh. it, it's about a, a pedophilia. It's about a. Uh, uh, a conspiracy around a, uh, a child sex abuse ring. I just always think That's of it a, as child that, sex abuse and murder like, through like satanic rituals. For me, it was just that show came out. That was the peak of HBO being so male focused. Yes. And people got that. really mad at that show for how male, fo- like it was all men and like the couple of women that were in it for a couple of minutes were mostly naked. Um, and people got mad about that. And I remember I was working at Funnier Die at the time, which was just such a sexist place to work. <laughs> I mean, they literally stocked the men's room with treats and entertainment. They Whoa, said treats? as a like food. 
Yeah, like, well, you know, like, like it, when you go to a fancy bathroom and there's an attendant and they'll have like mints and oh, hard candies okay. and spritzes and all of that stuff. They did that because they thought it was hilarious. And I was like, so what about the women's room? They're like, you don't get it. It's a bit. And I was like, okay, so where's the fucking bit for the women's room? <laughs> like they just, and they were like, she is so thick skulled. She absolutely does not understand the joke that we're making. And I'm like, you do not understand the very obvious sexism that you are making. Women's rooms and, also have attendance in yeah, restaurants. Yes, like it's exactly. not like that's a male thing. Yes, either. they did. They it, really, it was, they just didn't care. It was a joke that they wanted to participate in. If they had extended it to the women's room, they wouldn't have been participating in it. Mm. Anyway, it was just all these, it was such what a, a hotbed of like bro directors, just all these guys just out of film school. This is like the first job that they've had. And they're incensed at how they're being treated at every second where I'm like, you do not understand how well you have it. None of you have had real jobs. This is, <laughs> this is Candyland. Um, anyway, and I remember them being so mad that there was backlash about True Blood. There was a lot of talk around the office of like, wow, so such bullshit and you know there's no uh games journalism (laughs) blah 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 Uh um and i was like look the problem is not that this one show is like this the problem is that the entire slate of hbo is this i believe it was maybe girls had just started um, I think that was around 2012 because I had, I'm pretty sure I had like just gotten divorced. Yeah. Uh, so like so it was the it perfect had... time for me to be watching True Detective season one. Yeah. It was just 2014. Yeah. So, so I think, so girls had already started, but girls was, was I think like the only female led show I, at the time. It was, it, it might've been this, it was Game of Thrones. It was, uh, Fuck, I don't know. But I, anyway, I was like, it's okay to have some grossly male point of view, as long as you have some grossly female, grossly something else, grossly, I don't know, cats and dogs point of view. Something <laughs> instead of just the same man, 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 man. Not only just men, but like straight white men, straight white men, also fetishizing uh uh poverty, but that's that wasn't necessarily in all of them. But this one really had there's this weird. It feels like it was the end of the aughts, beginning of the 2000s, where everybody was like, wow, everything worth talking about was happening in a truck stop. We got to we got to really discuss these truck stop people a lot more. And none of the people making those shows or movies had spent significant time in truck stops until maybe they were writing that script. But yeah, it felt like a guy in like the 20, like the 20th floor of like you know, like a, a studio, a studio building in like New York City, looking out the window at like uh, uh, about these unhoused guy what on are the these street ants doing and being like, hmm, compelling to me. Yeah. Um, and this kind of thinking and observa- observation always leads me back to my annual JT Leroy phase, which I will probably go into pretty soon. Oh, right. Yes. Um, yeah, it. Um, yeah, that show fucking. Why did we we love? Why were we so primed for JT Leroy and the scam of the the truck stop boy person kid? People wasn't real. People love to be scammed. Um, uh, I guess. uh, Okay, I did. I rated it. Yeah. Would you? What does it make? If more True Blood was, if you came home and Jess was watching, are we allowed to name her? Yeah, I've named her a bunch okay. of times. I am thinking um, about going forward using, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I posted Angela, like for, uh, like, who's the boss? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, she, you know, well, that would boss? be ironic because uh, uh, Tony Danza was the Italian-American, whereas in my ah, case, my wife right. is the Italian-American. She identifies more closely with her Greek side, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but so if Angela was watching, say, the next episode, mm-hmm. especially the part with the with the dick getting pulled off, thrown at the wall, and you get to see the dick tips sitting on the floor, um, would you sit down and watch more? Would you be like, no, come on, there has to be something better for us to watch. I'm going to go read a book until you're done. So I would watch with, so um, I, I'll give you two the two scenarios. If this podcast had never taken place, 
uh, this episode. I did not know what was going to happen. I would, in both scenarios, I would watch the show. Um, at least the episode. In the one where I didn't know, I hadn't heard anything about from you about the rest of the show. I only had my prior experience. I'm not completely wiping my mind. I would have watched the whole episode uh, based, certainly based just off of the strength of a dick being ripped off. Um, but now having had this conversation, I am in a perverse way tempted to go back and start at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> like that's the one I'm almost leaning more towards in the way, like I, you know, I, 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 often I feel like I might be the television on, on, one half of my screen and then work on the other half. And this seems like a good show to have on one half of my screen. There are many books that I would like to write and like contribute something interesting to the world and like put a piece of myself into the world. And I, th I think there's a good chance that I will instead just be one of those creeps who writes an in-depth analysis of the entire True Blood series <laughs> um, and puts that book out uh Faden or whatever um ooh, weird I'm getting a call from so I'm I'm getting a call from an unknown number and my cat is acting like he wants to pee on the sofa so I think it's time for us to wrap this up all right thank you everyone for listening uh I will do the thing where we occasionally remember to encourage you to rate and review us on any sort of podcast service yeah uh, um Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks to Aristotle for being a cool Arist dude. Aristotle, I believe we're back properly. We should, you know, we took a little time off to figure out what the uh, show is going to be. That's to confirm it. That's what happened. It wasn't just a series of uh, other crises, both personal and worldwide, that made no. it to do the show. Of course not. And um, we will add perhaps some of those crises still ongoing. And uh, that's thank where you he so likes to pee. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. She lies is blocking the spot off with her arm. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye. Angry little goats. We're watching movies now. We kind of broke our brains. So we're just watching movies now. <laughs>